But see, I never had to deal with imposter syndrome because I don't fake it. Imposter syndrome is feeling not good enough and like you are pretending to be somebody who you're not. Fake it till you make it. I don't believe in that. I believe in keeping it real along the entire journey and people will appreciate you that much more. The future of dentistry belongs to the innovators. Welcome to Innovation in Dentistry. I'm your host, Sean Zayas, and I believe that the future of dentistry is going to be unbelievably great over the next decade and two decades, but the question isn't that. The question is, are you gonna be part of what makes dentistry great? Okay, so I could not be more excited than having the chance to interview Elijah Desmond today. Uh, this is called Innovation in Dentistry, and the innovator's innovator is Elijah. I can't even think about the term without thinking about you, Elijah. So thank you for joining me today. That minute when you freeze up and you can't hear the other person, I think that was like, Listen, I'm a professional MC, and you literally just teed me up. And in the middle of the tee up, it was like, pause. Thank you. The innovator's innovator. I heard it loud and clear. Um, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to, to join you on this, this uh, podcast, and hopefully I can bring everybody a ton of value. You know, I, I keep saying it just because I want people to understand. Like, I am not obsessed with clinical innovation or technological innovation, and that doesn't mean it's not happening. It's just not something that I'm fascinated by. But what I'm fascinated by is what is it, what belief set, what mindset gets someone to all of a sudden be like, I can pioneer positive disruption. Like, why not me? And yeah. I'm talking to you. You, you started, I mean, I don't, I don't know officially know, but from what I understand, you were a hygienist. And now you're guilty of all these titles, MC, DJ, event planner, author, speaker. Like, did I miss one? I mean, I think it sounded good. So we're going to roll with what you had. <laughs> okay. So, so my curiosity, Elijah, is what mindset either did you need to embrace or did you need to just completely shed in order for you to get to where you're at today? Absolutely. Well, first off, mindset is everything. And I will tell you that I've always had an abundance mindset, which means that you have no competition until you th start thinking that you do have competition. At that point, your biggest competition is you. So the mindset of abundance is extremely important. And I feel like it's when you enter any field, um, it's not just dentistry. And the abundance mindset, like for me, is one of my strongest core values. But also like, I don't feel that I could conquer anything. I feel I am totally conquerable, but I'm not afraid to step to any challenge. And the mindset of not being afraid has really got me so far. Like I have lost so many times, but honestly, like if I didn't have those losses that I've had in my past, I would not be where I'm at. So like being okay to, you know, have that mindset of like, you're going to lose sometimes, but you have to try to shoot for the stars. And if you miss the stars, you're going to be in the clouds. And that's further than most people will jump. Okay. So A, that's massively profound. But B, how long did it take for you to be okay with so-called failure or like something didn't work out, but that doesn't matter? Because I'm just saying like that plagued me way too long. You know, I met you at a on a cruise uh, that you were hosting for a different company at the time. Uh, yeah. You were allowing them to do something. And I remember you looked at me and you're like, Sean, just tell people, invite them into your journey now. And yes. 
my journey was littered with like uncertainty, uh, seeming uh, potential failure that was looming on the horizon. And I didn't want people in until I knew there's the certainty, there's the guarantee, there's the beauty that can somehow impress. And you already were free of that. Like, was, was that just who you were, Elijah? Or is that something that you had to wrestle into or, or conquer something to get to? That's awesome. I mean, you're basically referring to you not wanting to speak up until your message is loud enough. And the cool thing is, is like, first off, that's to answer your question directly first is, is that I was, I was as a kid, my mind was made the way that it is. It didn't change at a certain time. I was instilled to be the way I am early on. And I help people to instill that in their minds now. But I'm going to tell you, I believe that nobody really wants to celebrate your victories. People want to celebrate your journey. And I know that if somebody comes out of nowhere and says, this year I made $10 million, people are not going to celebrate. They're going to throw bananas at you. They're going to think that you're talking down to them. And it is this is not a good feeling, right? But I knew that I have a high enough emotional intelligence to know that. I'm not saying that I made ten million dollars this year either, because um, I don't want any bananas thrown at this podcast. Um, but at the end of the day, like when people are are following somebody and they only talk about the positive things, it makes them seem out of touch. It makes them seem seem not real. And so what I tend to do is I tend to highlight the struggles that I had and the realness of a person that I am at the beginning, like early. And I started a ton of projects, as you know, like I've had 20 businesses plus, you know, best-selling book, serial entrepreneur from startup to success. And like, I am all about the journey and people will actually celebrate you if you teach them that you are normal and you can fail just like them. And people will be by your side the entire journey and know you and really know you, your authentic self, if you are talking about your lows and your highs. And if you are just talking about your highs and you've only come into the industry when you made it, it's going to be way harder for people to accept you. And the people that do accept you, a lot of those people are false prophets, the people that come and they are with you because of who you are at that moment. But they really are just there because of what you have, but they weren't with you for that entire journey. And I realized that early on that like, you know, if you want to be relatable, you got to tell people what it is not just the stars and, and, the, and the spotlights, but the darks, the lows, and have people ride the journey with you, but not only have people ride it with you, help people ride their journey with you and give them shortcuts to success. That's where the really big thing kicks in as far as realness and helping people and relatability is if you can help somebody shave off years of their entire entrepreneur journey, then essentially they're going to remember that at some point and come back and say thank you and refer other people and you get put in a different light like that. I think it's incredibly encouraging like to hear that you figured that out early, but just figuring that out, Elijah, doesn't guarantee that you'll have the courage to walk in it. And that's where it's like, I want to honor you because knowing, Hey, this is what I should do, or I have the wisdom or emotional intelligence to understand it. That's one thing. A lot of people can hand people a playbook, but to still have the heart and the courage to be like, I'm doing it like that. That's, I, I mean, I feel like you, you're physically a man of great stature. You're imposing presence, but I feel like it beyond physically, like you are a man that just like runs through walls and sometimes they don't come down, but then they will the next time and the next time. Like, have you always had that resilience and perseverance? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's also been times when I've been down, right? That I, that I was not able to get out of bed because I was, you know, um, 
put into a, a situation, whether it was financial or, or, or cyberbullying or, you know, pandemic comes and, um, you know, there, there's weak moments for everybody and I'm human, just like the, the, the next person. And so can I say that I've always been able to run through walls? No, I fell flat in my face plenty of times, but I had the same mentality. I've just only been brought to my knees a couple of times and it wasn't through business failures and, and innovations that didn't work. It was from actual people and the atmosphere. Um, and, and that's what brought me to my knees. And so I've always had the same mindset. However, I've been stopped dead in my tracks a couple of times during my life. Um, and there's other times where I'll run at a wall and I will get like bubble bounce back from the wall, like, no, and I'll get up and I'll try it again. And a lot of times, like if you got through the wall, the very first time you're going to be spoiled with success and you will not know how to take failure. You will not be resilient. You don't know what a scar feels like, but if you actually go through the wall and you hit it three, four times before you get through, man, you, you can tell everybody about how to go through the wall. You can tell everybody that. There's not a wall there. There's a door there. You just have to open it. It's like right down in this level. And it, it essentially you have to turn the knob a certain way. And guess what? Now I can tell you exactly how to walk through the door of the wall and you don't have to bounce all the time. But I had to go through that in order to get where I'm at today. I mean, it sounds a lot like the butterfly that needs to actually break out of that cocoon in order to have wings strong enough to fly. If we remove the cocoon, if we remove the obstacle, that, that challenge of flight, then we don't have the strength to actually fly, right? Right. Um, if you would, Elijah, I would love for you to take us into one of those moments. Just, just one of those moments where you didn't know what was in front of you. You didn't know that something was going to work. Uh, and maybe what surrounded you was like, it was the loudest that it's ever been of like, quit, give up stop because this is what we this is what my dental friends run into where it's like i'm afraid to step out because the worst case scenario is i run into an experience or a moment where i'm not enough and i quote unquote failed but yet you've never given up you you're here where you're at today what did you do in that moment absolutely so uh, i can take you back to the exact day uh to the exact month and to the exact pivot it was March 12th of 2020, and I was DJing. Um, it was my second year of, of DJing, and it was at Dr. Nessa Holmes' conference and delivering WOW. And it was at Mardi Gras World. It was a whitening ball where everybody wore all white, and we just danced the night away. But I was dancing from the stage, and I had the microphone, and I was doing my thing. <clears throat> and I, I basically went out that night and went on Bourbon Street, and that's the night that the world came to a screeching halt. Thank goodness it wasn't the end. And there was fire trucks all around, and they were evacuating people from the street. And um, shortly after, we were told that the pandemic had broke out. And right the next day, uh, essentially, it was so serious where they canceled our cruise. So the Smiles at Sea cruise literally took the biggest blow that have ever has ever taken. Um, I've taken the biggest um, reputation blow as well, because like I didn't ask for the pandemic. Right. And technically like I didn't close the cruise either. Like it was real Caribbean. 
but yeah, I got arrows thrown at me and those arrows hurt like really, really hard. I feel like everybody was in a panic and then a lot of people like when they have a panic, they attack other people and they go crazy. Typically, whenever I panic, if there's a tornado that's about to hit my house, like it has, I act and I act swift and I act fast and I do what I have to do and I'm kind. I don't scream. I don't yell. I just act and do the right thing. And um, you can do the right thing all you want, but you still can have arrows thrown at you. And I got a beating socially on social media. And as you know, like most all social media groups I'm in and I'm really close with the moderators and the, and the admins and I help them grow their groups and I'm friends with 95% of the industry and I got beat up bad and um, it put me into a state of depression and I was bedridden literally for a few days. Like I just wanted to go to sleep and wake back up. I was not suicidal, but ever, however, I was depressed and I knew that my back was against the wall and I had to make a pivot. And I needed to do something. My, all the, you know, 700 cruisers or however many were going to be on there. They were looking at me. What am I going to do? The world of virtual is looking at me. I've been putting virtual events on for literally, you know, uh, since 2017, 16, when, back when I was with Jamie Amos with um, Dentistry's Got Talent. And the world just like froze. And like, what are you going to do? So like I had no choice but to just like put my back up against the wall and react. My back was completely up against the wall. And so I did a first virtual event. We had about 1,500 at a time watching at, um, the event. And the speakers were the same speakers from the cruise. And um, that felt good. Um, and then I figure out, man, I got to figure out how to make a living. Like, what do I do? I have, I have other businesses, but this is one of my main income sources. So... I then said, all right, I'm going to try a virtual CE and I'm the hype man, right? I'm about to come out with a second book called Hype and it's about events and conferences and making them fun and DJing. And anyways, um, I can't put some hype on from behind the computer screen, unfortunately. Like I can't MC, I'm not DJing and I tried one event, I'll never forget it with Karen Dahl. And I want to say we made like, you know, 10,000 something dollars, which is nothing compared to what you know, we're used to bringing in with our mega events. Um, and uh, I really just threw my hands in the air and said, like, forget it. I'm not pivoting. Like, I'm not about to do this. I'll rely on my other businesses. I'll support my peers. Uh, the other time I had another, I had a business called Life, a CBD factory I invested in at 50%. Everything was just not happening in my favor. But I was not in that state of depression anymore. I was in a, in a state of acting. I knew I had to do something. And I know if I didn't do anything, like nobody was coming to save me. I needed to just do it on my own. And so I gathered the people that I worked with and said, we're going to make a pivot. And there's just going to be this thing and it's going to be called the Dental Festival. And we're going to party like rock stars, just like we do on the cruise without apologizing like I used to do. Oh, we're not a party cruise. Oh, yeah. If you don't like to have fun, stay your butt at home. It's not for you. But if you like to have a good time and build authentic relationships without judging people and growing your career, this is where you go. It was a smile to see cruise. And then I pivoted because we had to put the cruise on the deck, right? We had to stop the cruises. I pivoted and created the dental festival. And when I created it, I didn't know what was going to happen. And we ended up with 500 um, at the first one. And the second one that we had, we ended up with 
800. And the third one that we had, which was Nashville last year, we ended up with almost a thousand. And now we're going to New Orleans this year in August. And listen, that was like probably one of the biggest pivots that I ever had in my um, business career that I didn't give up. I gathered my team. We had a huddle and we did what we had to do. And we're one of the first conferences back in the industry and growing. I mean, it's just amazing that in the midst of a challenge like that, you just took massive action. Yes. You know, you knew waiting isn't going to do anything. Like you said, no one, no outside force is going to come save Elijah. Right. And I feel like it's probably one of the craziest recipes for like disaster hit you because dentistry was getting taken out by COVID. Like dentistry got shut down and then cruises got shut down. So you got hit on your, your like the clients that you served and the actual method of how you brought them together. Both of those got hit probably harder than almost any other industry. Yep. And yet there must be something liberating about knowing if you survive that and were able to pivot and thrive, like what can you not endure? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, I feel like life has ebbs and flows and there's highs and there's lows and being so low, it makes it to where like, you really are not afraid of anything and you could take a risk of whatever and it's going to be okay. I mean, listen, somebody could go in my bank accounts, they could go to my attorneys and pull all my LLCs out. They can pull my bank account, all my money out. I can start tomorrow and I guarantee you, I will rise up better than I did last year and the year before and the year before that and start all over because I already did it. I fell down. I got back up. I fell down. I got back up. I got arrows thrown in my back when I wasn't looking. I had friends. My friends left me to find better friends, right? I've been through business relationships where it just didn't work out. Like there's so many things that have happened. It's not that I'm numb to it. It's just that I learned from it and I let the past stay in the past and I focus on the future and I don't look to my left and my right and see what is everybody else doing. I look straight and I help as many people as I can while I'm doing my next thing. If I focus on the past and I focus on what hurt me, what is that going to do for me? It ain't going to do nothing for me. It's going to hurt other people, including myself. So I focus on the future and what can be, not was. Okay. I mean, A, you just dropped a ton right there. Um, but I love... I don't know. Dentists probably are a little bit more wired like me where naturally I have some caution just built in. And you could say it's because I had a brother that was 13 months older than me that literally like split his head open five times by the time I was like 12 or 13. So I just kept seeing him Oh, another family get together and Michael's off to the hospital in his arms dangling. Cause he just broke it or something. He, he was just crazier. Right? So naturally I was like, Oh, that's, that's what you don't do. You just climb a little lower and don't jump as high from the swing. Um, and I feel like a lot of dentists are kind of a little bit more geared toward caution and learning in a safe place where I always want to challenge them. Like learning doesn't take place until you actually launch something in the marketplace. Until you actually interface with the marketplace, it's just theory. It's not true learning. Right. And you've learned so many lessons and are far ahead of anyone that could try to even compete with you because you have unashamedly, unapologetically just continued to just launch, launch, and launch. And that's why the equity you have, Elijah, isn't in your bank account. It's not in the intellectual capital in your LLCs. It's in the fact that you're fearless 
and you know how to make stuff happen because you've actually wrestled with the marketplace. Absolutely. And, and it's also consistency. So for example, you know, many people in the industry have, have known and followed my journey for a long time and they never seen me step far left or far right. I've never did anything that was out of the norm for me because I was able to show up as myself, even though at first people didn't accept me. Now I walk in any room, I will wear my hat backwards. I will have tattoos that, that are that are showing. I will wear what I want unless it's a respectful moment where you're having a formal event, obviously. But I am me. My voice doesn't change. I don't act different. I don't hold my laughs back. I am my authentic self. See, I went in a room in 2015 and I was singing a song. And that song that I was singing, not hardly anybody knew the song. Okay. And this is the song of Elijah. And I went into a room and people kept their head down. People didn't put their head up. They didn't celebrate. They didn't clap. They didn't come up to me. But I was singing a song. And I didn't know if I was in the wrong room or not because it wasn't that people necessarily were booing me off the stage or telling me to stop singing, but they, just, they didn't pay no attention. So I went into a different room and I got a similar response. I was singing a song. I didn't, I didn't raise my, the tone of my voice. I didn't change the station. I kept to the same exact song and for some reason it just wasn't hitting right. So I decided to go to another room, same thing happened. And eventually I said, you know what, I'm gonna build my own room. So I bought my own room and all of a sudden people started opening the door and the next person came and the next person came pretty soon. I'm not just singing a song, I'm looking at people in the eye and they're clapping and they're dancing and they're, and they're, and they're singing a song sometimes louder than me and I'm saying it's okay. And they're singing a song that's sometimes softer than me. And I'm saying, that's okay too. And I decided since so many people were coming to my door to take the door off the hinges. So I took the door off the hinges and allowed my door to be doorless, right? So people could always walk in my building. But I taught some people some really important things. And that was create your own room. Create your own room and visit people's other rooms often. And so essentially, I'm teaching people to keep, keep the walls or keep the, the walls down, keep the doors open. And don't make people knock on the door and get it slammed in your face. Make everybody feel welcome. You know, dentistry is very diverse and it should be more inclusive. And I'm making a perfect example of that. But the big picture here is, is I never, ever changed my tone. I never changed my song. I didn't change the station I was at. I kept singing the exact same song that I'm singing today. The bad part of all of this is, is that my room got really full. And now every room that I go in, people are clapping, people are taking pictures, people are singing the song, some louder than me, some soft. And I don't know who's really singing for me. I don't know who's clapping for me. I don't know when I'm going to get an arrow thrown. And so it's like the bigger you grow and the more you, more better that you get in your situation, the better off that you become. It has its, its negatives as well as its positives. But I don't have to sleep at night with one eye open. My head is clear. I don't act different. I don't talk different. I don't dress different. I come in the room as myself and I encourage everybody to come in the room as their self as well. I just love the whole analogy. Like I, I, I was like following where you're going and I'm just like, okay, like I'm just so interested to see where he's taking this. And one of the main messages that I love sharing is that for dentists, like the one sustainable advantage for a dentist to differentiate themselves is to just find out how to actually bring who they are 
into their dentistry. It's not about the fake it till you make it. Look at what everyone else is doing and try to copy that. It's being original. And that's exactly what you're saying. Like that 100% is the only way for sustained differentiation and fulfillment. You know, people end up climbing mountains all the time that it's not even them. And then they find themselves at the end alone and feeling like they're out of alignment with who they are and there's no fulfillment. And I look at you and I'm like, man, you keep dancing, you keep singing that song because it is you and it has made such an impact in dentistry, Elijah. Thank you. And you don't know who you're making impact on. I told you that room filled up, right? You have no idea who you are talking to. You have no idea whose hand you are shaking. You have no idea who you're singing right beside. You don't know. And I don't believe in fake it till you make it. A lot of people believe in fake it till you make it. They say that so much that, listen, as far as I'm concerned, that whole tagline is played out. I don't believe in fake it till you make it. I believe how to get over that and imposter syndrome, which in my mind, you have the same exact thing when you say fake it till you make it and imposter syndrome. I don't believe in it. I believe that you should be real. Right. I started DJing back with when Andy Coding first put me on his stages at his student um, events um, for for board preps. And I was on the stage at the time as a motivational speaker for these kids and they're graduating. And so everybody, for the most part, knew who I was. But what I would say was, is tonight I'm throwing a party. Who likes to party? And everybody. Yeah. Then the next words out of my, my mouth were, this is my first time ever DJing for an audience or my second time or third time. And I'm, I'm going to mess up. I'm not going to be the best, but I'm going to give you my A for effort, right? I'm going to give you the best performance that I can give, but it's not going to be the best. So bear, bear, you know, hang in there with me, right? Bear with me. And I would go and I would DJ and I would say my, my stomach would move the whole volume button completely over and the music would be off. And I didn't know how to fix it for 30 seconds. Instead of everybody not only stop dancing, but start talking and move off the dance floor or boo me off the dance floor, they're, they're, they're chanting for me, Elijah, Elijah, right? Now, if I would have went up there and said, I'm the best, ain't nobody better than me, come look at me, you, you know, you're going to have the time of your life, and that would have happened, everybody would have booed me off the dance floor. But see, I never had to deal with imposter syndrome because I don't fake it. Imposter syndrome is feeling not good enough and like you are pretending to be somebody who you're not. Fake it till you make it. I don't believe in that. I believe in keeping it real along the entire journey and people will appreciate you that much more. Oh. <laughs> yes, that, that's amazing. Um, I was thinking about you, Elijah, as not just an innovator, but like a, a visionary um pioneer innovator and, and and i was thinking about some of the shows that you've done and how as an attendee i realized some of the value that you're bringing is so far ahead of what the industry was ready for um for example like i've gone to a lot of shows i've never felt i've always just felt like a sponsor or vendor that kind of like oh i don't know like stay over there and you're just a business guy i don't know like you're a solicitor that, that's almost how i felt and i'm bothering the dentist i'm bothering everybody else and as the pioneer you're like well no like you have value you're the one that can invest and help you know partner with the speaker partner with dentistry and 
how has it been where I feel like sometimes some of the things you implement, dentistry is not ready for, uh, like, because you're the first one doing it. Um, is that ever a challenge to you when, when you launch a model or you, you launch some sort of value add and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, they, they don't get it yet. <laughs> like, yes. How have you handled that? Yeah, absolutely. So first off, there's this thing called market research, right? And I really don't see into the future or I'm not this visionary for like the world of dentistry. I'm the visionary for what I love. I'm the visionary for what I like to do and what I think is going to be fun. And it's not for everybody. And, it, and I'm not for everybody. And that's okay. I'm going to be kind to you, even if I'm not for you. But I'm not for everybody. But the things that I do, the things that I create, they're selfishly really like to fulfill my dreams of what I want. And they happen to always support other people and be for the, for the good of all people. I feel like if you're doing something kind and you only help people, you can't lose, but not everybody is going to be on your team while you're doing that. And so I don't necessarily think that I'm creating things that are super far out in the future. I create things that I'm ready for right now, but I validate them before I go live by doing simple surveys. A lot of people pay like tens and thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars even for surveys. I happen to have these massive social media groups like Trapped in an Op and uh, you know, with 24,000 people and an email list with 56,000 people. And I own a ton of different social media platforms where I can put a survey out and I'll find out within a couple of hours if something's going to work or not. I'll test the market. I mean, I'm not silly. I'm not down to just come out with stuff and boom, here I am. Like, I, I don't do that. that. That's not good business sense. I survey the whole market and see if my idea would work in our industry. That's the same thing I did for the cruise. It was 2015 and I posted in a group that I got kicked out of um, in 15. And uh, it said, would anybody ever want to go on vacation on a cruise ship and get CE? And I had 200 comments in like five minutes and the post was deleted because you couldn't advertise another business. I'm like, man, this chick, I didn't even have a business yet. What do you delete me and delete my stuff? I didn't even have a business, but so much for abundance. That's why I have my group and I let people post whatever the heck they want to post on the group and I support them and I empower them. And I feel like that's missing in our industry still. However, I feel like I'm pioneering it. I'm pioneering abundance. I am pioneering fun at conferences. There was no such thing as a dental DJ. I'm a celebrity dental DJ now. Like I've DJed in four countries and five states in the past two months talking about going down the Nile River in Egypt, Cancun, DJing for Heartland. You know, you go back, I was in Cabo DJing, like in dentistry, how does that happen? Well, guess what? It happened, I proved it, I did it, and I am mentoring other people that are DJs. Katrina Sanders, DJ Flossie, perfect example. Dr. Devin Geeson, perfect example. And I thought that that was new, like a dental DJ is a thing, but like Dr. Christina, out of Spain is a dentist who is like literally living her best life as a DJ. So like you may think it's the first time that you've ever did something, but something's happening way on the other side of the earth, right? I thought I was the first person to do cruises. Linda Miles did cruises back in the early 2000s. I didn't even know that. I wasn't even graduated yet. Like I didn't know. So my innovation is just what's in my mind and what I want to do as long as I'm not harming people and as long as I'm having fun and making an impact, I don't really care if you're on the boat or not. 
it's my boat. It's my house. It's my houseboat for the time. You don't want to get on the boat, see you at the festival. Then if you don't like to have fun, then you're not my type of person. I'm still going to be kind to you. I will still elevate you. I'll still help you. You just don't got to come in my room. I'll go in your room and celebrate you. Yeah, I love that you're all about like just expressing and finding out what is it that makes you come alive and doing that. Like I feel so many people get so upset or frustrated or bitter or resentment because they're scared to just be who they are and follow the dream of their heart. And then they just want to blame others for why they're not. It's like, hey, it's on you. You want to write a book? Write a book. You want to be a DJ? Talk to Elijah. Yeah. He'll help you. Yes. I mean, talk about in, 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 in my group, right? We have my group where there's these people that essentially they're dentists, they're team members, they're, they're assistants. Who, there's all these people that are like, they want more, but they don't want to invest in themselves. Like what in the world? If you, if you want to learn how to place implant, what are you going to do? You're going to go to an implant course, right? If you want to learn about cryptocurrency, what are you going to do? You need to pay for a crypto course. You know, if you want to learn about real estate, what are you going to do? You need to go invest in some and be, be a realtor. Go, go, go on the weekends, go to school, right? Go find a really good realtor and, and, and ask them questions. See if they'll help you. Maybe 10 people will say no. One person will say yes. Where's your effort at? What is going on? Talking about I'm not happy with my career. Well, get happy. Figure it out. Yeah. Okay. So I, I want to know. Are you doing something right now that makes you feel like, oh shit, like this, this might not work. Cause like I, I, my, my guess is that you keep the pedal down and you can't not just operate at a certain pace where you have to challenge yourself and push yourself. What is that that you're doing right now that feels a little scary even for you? Yeah. So I'm not scared. There's nothing that I'm doing right now. That's an oh shit moment because I don't have that oh shit moment until after the fact, after I gave it my 1000 minute and 1000%, then I'm like, that didn't work. I don't think about failing. Failing doesn't exist in my book until the very end. And I still didn't fail because I paid for that experience. And now I'm better for that. But the newest thing that I'm doing now that you're asking is yeah, a, please. is a Disney cruise for dentists and their families and team members and their families. And that is new for me. I mean, most people know me as somebody who loves to have fun. Well, listen, honestly, if my three-year-old and my eight-year-old are there, we're not having a twerk contest. We're just not doing it. And my, my, my little kids have no business being on a normal Smiles at Sea cruise. But now we're doing a Smiles at Sea remix. And it's not for the same audience, right? It's for dentists to bring their family, team members to bring their family, or dentists to bring their teams. And uh, we're going to have a daddy-daughter dance, right? We're going to have a mother-son dance. Right, we're gonna we're gonna have a class about the overall Disney experience with Dino Watt. That's the main bulk of the curriculum. But we're also gonna have a business of marriage course. Like, who does that? And guess what? I get to go and speak to the high school kids that are brought and the second to fourth graders that are that are brought and give the high schoolers a motivational talk. Give the the third graders, second graders, fourth graders, the girls with pearls and guys with ties talk about do good feel good and look good. And so I'm doing something. I'm bringing me as a motivational speaker for kids. I'm bringing that element into the industry of dentistry. And I'm doing it on a cruise that I have never brought a smile to see cruise to. And I'm not scared, but that's new. It's new. I'm not scared. I'm going to knock it out the park. But I've been able to take calculated risks 
to ensure that I win. So I have no, I have no fear because I've already failed, right? I just failed back in, in, in uh, last week. I overshot the amount of people I thought were going to be on the cruise. That's a $40,000 mistake that I made. I had to pay out of my own pocket. It won't happen again. And I was not scared. And when the thing happened, I took the consequence. I took the L and I got on my feet and I went and I did something different the next time. Right? So I'm not afraid of failure. I'm not afraid of failure. I'll accept the consequences, but no failure here. People just need to listen to how you talk, Elijah, because you're just saying like exactly the way, like what you've arrived at in your beliefs, in your mindsets that allow you to take massive action. At the end of the day, the person that takes the most action consistently over time in alignment with who they are is going to learn the most and be in a place where they can bring the most value. And that, yeah, oh, go ahead. That, that's a fact. I mean, you say learn the most and be in a place that they can bring the most value. Listen, Sean, I'm 200 years old right now. I'm 200 years old. And before I die, I'll be a thousand years old. But how did I get to be 200 years old? Well, I listened to a lot of people and I gained their experiences from listening and communicating. And not only am I around people all the time that I'm lifting up and I'm helping, but I'm also around people that can fill my cup. It's very important to be around people that you don't know what they don't know. You're not as old as them. You haven't experienced that. And a lot of people like to stay in their comfort zone. I'm not trying to be in my comfort zone. I'm trying to overhelp people that need me, or I'm trying to overlearn from people that I could learn from. I'm not staying in my comfort zone. I'm not staying in my city that I lived in for a, a, as a kid. I'm not staying in the city that I that I lived in in my 20s. I'm staying in, I'm staying in a new city. I surround myself around new groups. Doesn't mean that I'm too good for the last group I was at, but I'm never going to have a lifetime click. I'm going to have a big, huge family with a ton of people, right? And I'm going to keep learning. I'm going to keep giving. Yeah. No, I, I remember uh, a recruiter that was saying, so many people tell me that they have 10 years of experience in this job. And he always asked them, do you have 10 years of experience or do you have the same year of experience that you just experienced 10 times? And you are like the antithesis of that because that's why you're 200 years old because in your years you have experienced so much it's not just the same thing over and over where like again the idea that i think i i find that dentists struggle with this idea of safety because they kind of think that they can play it safe and i honestly think there's no such thing as safety anyway i just want to burst the illusion of safety like it's dangerous if you just stay put and do nothing. So just live the life you want to live. Take the risks because I think there's more power in the sense that you're going to regret all the things you didn't do than the times that you had to pay out $40,000 because you missed the target by a little bit. Right. You know, and that 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 is you. That's what I'm saying. Like, you just keep on moving and keep on going. Um, I'm excited. You just said you have another book coming called Hype. Yes. Okay. Uh, what is that coming soon? Like, is there something people can pre-order? Like, what do you want to bring attention to right now that you're doing? Cause I know you're, you're doing a ton of stuff, man. I mean, a couple of things. The first thing is we'll go on with the hype. You know, um, I basically have did every kind of event that you can think of and been a part of so many events, right? Whether I'm planning the event, I'm consulting uh, a company on how to grow their event. I'm starting an event from scratch. 
I'm taking an event and I'm saving it from death, which means a conference is going, I'm saving the conference. It's a small event, a massive event. And whether I'm DJing, I'm emceeing, um, I'm the motivational speaker, I'm the keynote speaker, I'm put in the little corner of the room at the very last day as a little workshop speak. I mean, I literally did everything. I've been a sponsor. I've been sponsored. I've sponsored a lot. I've been a very high paying main vendor. I've had vendors pay me up to $100,000 plus. I mean, not everything you can think of in the world of a dental, I don't care if you call it a conference, a symposium, or a festival, whatever you call it, that is the world that I've been in. And the book is called Hype. And it's essentially the new generation of conferences. And it's teaching people, it's giving people the blueprint on essentially how to put on an event that is an experience, that is a profitable experience. Notice, I didn't say that I was in the red by 40000 I said that I made $40,000 less. I made a $40,000 mistake. But I know how to have a profitable destination experience. And so that is what that book is about. It's not just about cruises. It's not just about big symposiums. It could be about an influencer who has a ton of followers and wants to create an event. It could be um, you know, about a cruise. It could be about a land event. It could be about an all-inclusive resort. I mean, there's so many different types of events that you can put on. And after going on tour, on a tour bus for seven months, and going to all these different types of events, including cruises to Cabo on Groove Cruise as a DJ, and me riding my bus across the country and stopping at all these cities, and lifting up all of these speakers and influencers, I have the blueprint. I don't think that there is anyone out there that knows what I know. Now, there are people that know some things that I don't know, but the collaboration of all of the different wisdoms that I got and times I fell on my face and times I had huge million dollar celebrations to the times where I actually lost money at an event, right? Those times are all the things that I put in the book. And that book is called Hype. And do we have an idea maybe of when you think it's going to release? Yeah. Yes, it, it, it will release at the Dental Festival in New Orleans this year. Okay. Um, there is no one better suited to write that book. Uh, the Yes, the collective experience, knowledge, lessons learned. I am, I want to, I'm pre-ordering the book right now, Elijah. Just <laughs> after this podcast, I'll give you the credit card. I don't want to give it to you on air, but um, 100% I'm pre-ordering that. Yes. Um, is there, is there any, so the dental festival is coming up in New Orleans. Uh, is there anything else that yes. the Disney the Disney event? There's no date for that yet, right? Um, it's just going to be in the summer of next year. The other thing that I have coming up that is for people who are risk takers, it is people. It is for people that are spontaneous. It is for people that are entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs or seasoned entrepreneurs. And the tagline for this event is called "You Never Went So Far Not Knowing Where You Are Going." And the event is called Destination Unknown. And it is not for everybody. It is for somebody who is okay with going. <laughs> it is for somebody who is okay going across the world somewhere. And you have no clue where you're going. You just know it's a bucket list place. And you pack for the next four months for this amazing trip called Destination Unknown. You pack your suitcase. You get things to put in your suitcase every week. And you show up at the airport and only then do you figure out where you are going when you open up your envelope for Destination Unknown. 
but you know where you're going. You have no idea what you're doing when you get there or where you're going there. When you land essentially every single day, you get paired up with entrepreneurs of all walks. And I'll tell you something I learned is, is that when you are an entrepreneur, it also is great to take advice from people who don't do the same exact thing that you did. There's outside sources that are kicking in you information and they're experience sharing. They're not telling you what you should do. They're saying, in my experience, this is how I went in the desert and found water or I didn't find water. So don't go left, don't go right, go straight and you'll shave years off your journey. And I call that masterminding. And so we basically will come to the center each day and we will talk about what we did in our one hour sessions with groups of two to four. So I'm pairing entrepreneurs up in groups of two, two to four according to the top three genres that they like, the music. So if you like, say, rock and roll, I'm going to pair you up with somebody else who likes rock and roll. And you basically put when you are most creative. So if you're most creative um, on the volume of music at a five to six versus seven, eight versus nine, ten. I'm going to pair you up with that person and we're going to go and you're going to jam out the music on a whiteboard for an hour session at a time and you're going to plan out your business. By the time you leave, you're going to go on so many mind-blowing excursions that are once in a lifetime and meet so many like-minded entrepreneurs. What's going to happen is your career will explode and you'll leave there with a accountability partner and a 12-month business plan to make sure that essentially you have something to do after the event. And so you don't know where you're going and you're going to go on a once in a lifetime experience that you need a passport for. That is happening August the 29th through September the 5th through Labor Day weekend. And it is going to be a once in a lifetime experience. Okay. So originally I thought you said four months. <laughs> no. Okay. So four days. It is going to be for seven days total. And okay, okay. it is essentially you're packing for four months. You're packing your suitcase. Every week you get told a thing to put in your suitcase and you're going to be leaving for seven days starting August the 29th to September 5th through Labor Day weekend. Okay. I get it. You're like over a four month period leading up to it. You're getting, okay. Okay. That, okay. That is incredibly fascinating. I've never heard anything like that. Again, leave it to Elijah Desmond to come up with that purple cow that I think is going to be unbelievable. Where can someone find out information about that? They can go to ElijahDesmond.com and look uh, at the tab destination unknown. And um, that will tell you everything you need to hear. And I'll give you an application um, to sign up and uh, you'll get to meet with me for a half hour. So I can discuss if it makes sense for your business to be coming to destination unknown. So people are coming, whether it's a dentist, uh, it is a entrepreneur that has things, uh, product service software, or they're creating it, or they're at a peak where they're like, man, I want to break through and I need this to change everything for me. And this is a trip that will change everything for you. Okay. That, that is amazing. Um, in the spirit of honor, is there someone you'd like to recognize that has either been a mentor or inspired you or, or you view as an innovator in the industry? Man, you know, right now I'm going to tell you, I, I was, um, I've taken a lot of, of wisdom and, and, and knowledge from so many people, but at this moment, I would say it's, it's uh, Dr. Eric Roman, uh, who is my business coach. Um, and uh, he essentially just always is going above and beyond, thinking out of the box, jamming with me, telling me I need to trim the fat. What does the fat mean? It could mean the fat off of my chinny chin chin, 
but it also can mean the business that I don't really need. I had 14 different LLCs and revenue sources prior to the pandemic. I now have five and they're all in the same space in the event world. And that wouldn't have happened if it weren't for the guidance and help of Eric Roman. In close, uh, this is the last question. Um, Elijah of 18 years old, mm. right? Here, here you are today and you are passing him and you just have a brief moment to share one sentiment with Elijah of 18 years old. What would you say to him? Do what you love the most, even though you can do everything. Do what you love the most. Okay, that is completely in alignment with who you are, Elijah. The fact that you distilled it like that is amazing. Uh, Elijah, you are, again, I've been guilty of people calling, say that I flatter. I don't flatter, I just honor. I, I see the strengths that you have. I see the way that you've led. I see the impact that you've made in dentistry. And I'm not afraid to just say it. Like, this is who you are. You're doing what you're called to do. And you keep making dentistry better. I just want to honor you for that and say thank you so much for letting me interview you today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And be sure to follow so you never miss an episode. To learn more about what's going on in dentistry, check out innovationindentistry.com.